Behind all the glamour. Behind the Lux listings. A raw take on all things real estate. All things New York City. All things us. Hey everyone, so we're back with Real Talk. And I'm Steve Cohen. And I'm Tim Malone. And we are real estate brokers here in New York City, and therefore, we have to have a podcast. And we did episode one last week. That's I mean, right. and God, the, the pickup was <laughs> enormous. So here we are for so episode for two. More. No, thank you, everyone. People tuned in. We got a lot of great feedback. And so here we are, episode two. And what's our topic? And we're going to talk about growing pains. Right. And growing pains on a professional level, on a personal level. And <clears throat> I think on a personal note, we're in between the Jewish holidays of we're right in it of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. We're actually the eve of Yom Kippur. And, um, you know, Tim, they say that you're not supposed to recognize the person you were standing last Yom Kippur, meaning you've done so much work on yourself and you've had such growth that you should look back on the year prior and not recognize that person. So not being Jewish, Yes. My question is, do you set goals tonight or? Oh, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> so in the spirit, the real traditional spirit of Judaism is that, you know, Rosh Hashanah is the birthday of the world. It's when God created the world and the world began. And Yom Kippur is a day of, of atonement and Basically, and we fast, and you're atoning for your sins so that you can actually move forward. Do you know in Judaism, there is no word for guilt, hmm. which is ironic because you always hear of Jewish guilt, but there's actually no word in Hebrew, not in Judaism, in Hebrew for, um, for guilt. And that's because you're supposed to atone for your sins, make a plan, and move on. So to your question, do, do I plan and prepare? Yes. Um, I think about where I am. I do a lot of journaling, which I do all during the year, but I really focus on moving forward and what I want to continue to do and what I want to stop doing and how to be that person that hopefully I won't recognize right. in a year. And then I think professionally, I mean, I've been here almost five years now, and I think we're constantly, constantly been in growth mode. I yes. mean, and constantly thinking, okay, what we did was great. What can we do better next year? You yeah. Know, how are we going to evolve? How are we going to adapt? And that's key for me is the being able to adapt and pivot in this market or in this industry, I should say. Yeah. Um, I mean, because I've only been in it for five years, which, you know, <laughs> compared to some people, that's not that much. But I've seen so much change in how we transact and how we how we market and uh it just seems like you constantly have to be in this mode of, you know, we just said it this morning on our team call, like, yeah. you know, could you imagine being going through even what we're going through in the market today no, as a single City, agent, as a single yeah. agent, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. we're, we're fortunate to have each other and have a tight knit team and have the support around us. Um, but what I'd say is <clears throat> you've been through COVID, right? I obviously have been doing this for 22, 23 years. I've been through more up and down markets, but certainly COVID, which no business, no one could have ever predicted or forecast, um, and how we had to pivot and adjust there. And now we're pivoting and adjusting again because 
we're frankly, we're in a market and where the economy is, where the world is, and things are shifting. Um, but it's sort of funny because it's almost like, and we said this today, just in a taxi ride here, you almost need to grow in anticipation of when it's going to get really busy and crazy again. Yeah. Um, and we did that during COVID. I we mean, I think did. we doubled yeah. down during COVID where we could have just said, oh, New York City's coming to a screeching halt and let's just stop. Yeah. Instead, we kind of did the other thing. Yeah, we, we doubled down. And then we, we poured were ready it on. Yeah. for, you know, 2021 is when the faucets opened in New York City and the market turned on. And now, you know, we're obviously seeing a little bit of a slowdown again or a slowdown. Um, you know, so now it's time to talk about growth again. And, yeah. And I, yeah. I say, <clears throat> we talk about this a lot. With growth, a lot of times you're trying new things. And so sometimes it feels like, all right, we we went on this direction. It didn't work. So it sometimes feels like, well, wait a minute. We, we said we were going to do these five things. And we did those five things. And we're not doing three of them because that's part of growth. And that's part of like talking about Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. You're trying out new things. Not everything works. But the point is you're always moving forward and you're in that, you're in that forward motion of always moving forward. So when you were an individual agent, what, what was the major like reason for the growth? Uh, I'd say back then, listen, it's, it's, we're running a business. So it's always about growing in terms of your success in how many homes you're selling, how many people you're helping, how you're servicing your clients, and then bottom line, how much money you're making and how successful and profitable your company is, um, or our team is. And it, it's always been that, but I'd say as we grow and evolve and are a team the success can be measured on so many diff- more uh, different platforms. Mm-hmm. Before, I just wanted to be out there and be known. Now, we have a platform. We're known. So it's how do we consistently keep that up with our social media? I can't believe that we actually – I have a team and we have three people designated to marketing, PR, social media, all of that. If you would have told me that, I'd say three. That's crazy. That's over the top. And yet, not you touched on it earlier – not only is the economy shifting, but and how we've evolved and changed, but this industry has changed. And marketing and being out there, there's been no greater time. I think I may have said it last time. With social media, being able to touch and reach people easier than any other time mm-hmm. in maybe the history of the world. Right. So you said, I mean, growing a team and obviously rankings plays into egos and you know, that matters. And, um, but well, it's not just I, sometimes yeah. people, I mean, sometimes an individual agent, I don't know, I don't have any examples to back up what I'm going to say, but you know, can an individual agent take home more than a team leader? Uh, right. So we've talked about this before. I know years ago when uh, I would look at these teams, these huge teams, and I felt like, oh my God, are they, more efficient? Do they actually do more business? Do they actually take home more money? Right. And I know there were, I was with my small tight team or me and just one or two other people, I was bringing home, I was much more profitable than some of these much larger teams. Um, So I think that's just, it's like any company, you have to carve out your niche, know what you want to be, define it. How many people, how you're going to service. We're fortunate. We have 
We do all price levels, mm -hmm. but we do do a lot of higher end. So that, that helps us. Um, and talking about the rankings, which are important. Listen, yeah. no, that's marketing and it's a way to designate where you are in your level of achievement. But I'll never forget Tom Ferry, who's, you know, been a coach of mine for years. Tom said to me, we were having breakfast. This is years ago. And he said to me, if you want to continue to grow where I was, he said, you need to form a team. We were leave, We were walking out of the hotel. We were having breakfast. And I turned to him and I said, yeah, but that'll affect my rankings. Because as an individual, I ranked higher because of the business I did as an individual as compared to a team. Mm -hmm. And he said, he turned and he said, is this about your ego or is this about more success and more money? <laughs> and I, that really, that, that right. hit me. It's a business. Yeah, it's yeah. a business. But I also think like, again, even just this morning, we have like a built-in network of people and other agents that we can bounce ideas off of, share stories, learn. I mean, the truth is, is I know my personal listings in and out. I know what's happening. I know the traffic. I know the marketing we're doing. I know the feedback. But to get it from six other agents on our Tuesday call, I think is really valuable because then I can hear everyone's different, different neighborhoods, different boroughs. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, you know, that's a huge part of a team. And then I also think work-life balance comes into it as well. I mean, having a team and being able to, you know, when something comes up in your life and you need to, you know, you can't do a showing or you can't be there for that one, you know, having someone that you can trust and knows, yeah, the, knows the listing. Um, right. Again, that's a, that's well, a huge Well, perfect value. example. I'll be out of commission from tonight until tomorrow evening, sundown. Uh, but and the I Christians know, are going to cover. What's that? The Christians are going to cover. The Christians are going <laughs> to. That'll be me. And this Jew covered while <laughs> this guy was away all weekend. Where were you? Uh, we went to Turks and Caicos. And great trip. Great trip. And the weather sucked. That's why you're oh, so yeah, tan. The weather sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, very cool. So yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's the smallest piece of it that we cover for each other. Yeah. That yeah. we always can cover our our buyers, our sellers, yeah. but. Um, I think even deeper than that is all the knowledge and the wisdom that we share with each other. Um, two heads are better than one. Two, you know, ten heads are better than than two. Totally. Um, so anyway, yeah, growing pains. So when you set out with the idea of building a team, yeah, I guess you know, and I've been here for I don't know when did the team start? Eight years ago? No, it was longer than that. It was different. Different you know, stages. At different stages and look differently, you know, right. as an individual broker, then I hired an assistant okay. and then, uh, you know, it was me, an assistant, and then like kind of a junior broker. And then we grew from there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of crazy because one thing I've, there's not really a system in place to like, to hire people, um, yeah. you know, and coming yeah. from a corporate background, it was almost like, you know, a hiring manager would, would decide they need an they need an extra head, and they right. would then ask finance if they could have the extra head count. And then there were systems in place to hire people. And it's sometimes I feel like it's um, sometimes it's tough. I mean, it's yeah. you know, and again, it's there's a lot of like testing and learning and um, seeing what works. And, yeah, there's um, no question. Listen, we're more nimble. We're not we're not a huge corporation. We don't have all these departments and mm -hmm. finance to go to. Um, so in that sense, it's easier, but, yep. and my God, we've been through this, um, and this to Tom's 
credit again, you know, he said, hire slow and fire fast. And I wasn't always good at that. Um, uh, you know, who likes confrontation? I certainly don't. And maybe I let people stay in their roles longer than they should be, but I have a very strong gut and I know when something's not right mm -hmm. and maybe let them hang out a little bit too long. I don't do that any longer. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty good at having conversations quickly up front. And if it's not right, cutting, cutting loose. Um, but um, finding the right person and the right fit. Listen, someone can be perfect on paper, completely perfect on paper, and they just it, they don't jive. It doesn't it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, many times it's not personal. It's just the circumstance or situation. And then I think it's also doing what you love because some things that you know, I mean, we've been now working together for five years. And some of the, you don't love all the assets. Like you love being out with people yeah. and finding the next deal. And you really love that. Um, you know, and there's sometimes I think when building a team, there's always, there's always hiccups. I mean, I think there's always hiccups. Of course. Um, Listen, if you're moving forward in life in anything, they're going to be hiccups. But and, that's the other thing. That's why yeah. the topic is interesting yeah. now because, you know, as the market, the market is rosy and everyone's doing deals and, you know, things just seem to be, yeah. you know, and I think it's easier when the market's a little slower to focus on. Uh, that's actually you know, a good point to you really focus on the details and who's working and not totally. working or what you need. Exactly. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'll say two things on that. So I think... I've trained myself to be a, a good manager. I'd say I'm naturally a very good leader. Um, the other point I'll say is not trying to force someone. And it, obviously, when we're fortunate enough to have enough roles that we can put the right personality into the right hole. I know Caroline, who's in the room behind one of the cameras right now, who's you know, part of our marketing team, she loves it when I ask her to do some of my personal favors that she has no desire to do. She jumps in. Of course, she's great. Um, but we're a small enough team that we all chip in. Not even a personal favor. Just handle, you know, that she jumps in with a smile. She does it. It's not necessarily what she was hired to do or the perfect thing. But just like, like us, I mean, my God, the things we're supposed to be selling real estate. The other things that we totally. get asked to do or that we have to handle because we're servicing our clients. Yep. But that's part of it. Mm -hmm. So, Do you think outside of like hiring and personnel, do you think systems have evolved? I mean. Yeah, of course. And in terms of, you know, we, you briefly touched on marketing, but I mean, what were you doing 15 years ago to get your name out? Postcards, which I still believe work. Um, and I don't think we do enough of, but <laughs> that's an ongoing conversation. Um, my postcards and similar to what I do now, networking, and obviously I have 15 years under my belt and have been doing it longer. So um, it just, that that's part of momentum and growth. And that just builds on it. I was... Um, Talk about, that's like compound effect, which I love. And if you, so I'm going to, I went to a funeral, amazing man on uh, Thursday. 
um, Sandy Gottesman, who was the um, father of a uh, friend of ours, uh, Alice Gottesman, and grandfather to Ellie Gottesman, who worked with us. Um, and Sandy passed away at 96 years old. Incredibly successful businessman. He's one of Warren Buffett's best friends. And um, and I think within the third or fourth largest investor in uh, Berkshire Hathaway. But not only that, Sandy, this is, my God, this funeral, it, it, it was so touching because his, two of his grandkids spoke. And every Friday night for Shabbat, they would go to their grandparents' home for Shabbat. All the kids, all the grandkids, we were fortunate enough to go a few times to be invited. And, um, and the grandkids, it was like the place to be and their friends wanted to come to spend Friday night dinner with the grandparents. And then on top of that, he and his wife, Ruth, were incredible philanthropists. And I mean, it just goes to show you the legacy. Uh, but why do I say all that? The compound effect. So so Warren Buffett's at, at the funeral. And then, of course, I start going on a rabbit hole Googling, you know, Sandy and, <laughs> and, uh, and Warren Buffett and, you know, different things. And if you look at the compound of it, now I'm just talking money and finance, but it can apply to everything, but their earnings, where, how Sandy, where he went from, you know, 60 million to a hundred million to billions mm -hmm. and Warren Buffett, the same thing from, you know, a billion to 10 billion and now, now worth 95 billion, but it's all the compound effect. And so much of it happens on the last 10 years that the leaps and bounds grow and so, again, that compound effect is just – I'm just talking financial there. Mm -hmm. However, you can apply it to what we're going through now. More business comes in because we've been doing it longer. Mm -hmm. I'd say per, on a personal level, the older you get, the more wisdom you have. You've got the compound effect of, of wisdom and, and life experience that you can share with others. So do you think this industry just keeps merging? How do you mean merging? I mean, are teams of six and seven going to start merging? So, oh. you know, 10, 15 years ago, teams were new. So now is the next thing, you know, we're starting to see teams of 20 and 30, yes. but is oh that going to become the and, norm? And 100. Yeah, is that going to become the norm? Um, I think that as this industry continues, that you'll see fewer and fewer individual agents. Not there's not a lot of really great, talented individual agents. I'm just saying in general, and you'll see more teams. And there will be different size teams like right. us. You know, they call us like, you know, a, a SEAL team, like a team of 10 or 15. Right. And then you've got, you know, much larger teams out there. You know, our friend John Grauman out in Beverly Hills, he quickly built a team and then you know, took on a partner. I think they have 60, 70 agents. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, I do see that happening, but the industry is becoming more about teams. Right. Yeah. And I'll say also, what you had to do 20 years ago to put a listing on the market, take photos, you know, sign your exclusive, take photos, and um, – Get a good floor plan and, you know, get it out to the market. Now, what that means is a video shoot, photos, floor plan. Staging. Staging. Oh, my God. Staging is a huge thing mm -hmm. um, and that I poo-pooed years ago. And I also think 
creative marketing, not just like throw the photos, oh my God. you know, on a postcard. Now it's like, what angle are we going to market this apartment? Who are we marketing to? Yeah. Who's the audience? Who's the buyer? All like, the social media all we the do, social the media, videos the targeted that we do. Media. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's all become the norm. The things that were, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing that are completely the norm now yep. for most every listing. Right. Not all, but most. Hmm. Um, do you ever regret it? Which part? Regret join like regret starting a team. I think I said, you know, a couple minutes ago, there's opportunity to be an individual agent and I don't know, maybe have a simpler, yeah. not easier, but you know, less confrontation, less like having to handle those parts of the business that maybe you don't love. Right. Um, I don't know. That's, and those are part, I think yeah. those are really, those are parts of it. I mean, and again, as we're talking about growing pains, I think there's always going to be lows and hard parts. And I, I mean, you touched upon firing and when staff doesn't work out yeah. and, you know, spending time on ramping someone up and then it doesn't work out. Or, yeah. 65 days later, deciding they're not the right person, right. you yep. know, um, and having to start the process again. And, um, you know, so what is that? And again, some of that seems so not re like I signed up to be a real estate agent. Right. You know, and sometimes you're like, wait a second. Oh, wow. I wanted to work on Park Avenue and right. sell fabulous listings. Right. Like, so what is that? I don't know. How do you balance some of that? Uh, I guess the, the added, uh, yeah, the added headaches. responsibility the added or headaches. headaches. So I'll answer the, for the, the, the question you started with was, do I ever regret it? The answer is no, because I, to Tom, what Tom Furry said, I would not be able to get to the level of success or where I am if I didn't build a business, build a team. Mm -hmm. um, and that's my vision. That's my goal. And it's to continue to grow. So no, I don't regret it. However, with the growing pains with that are, you know, People are messy, so you're dealing with more people and more individuals, um, more people on your team, more buyers, more sellers. Um, but that's life, and mm -hmm. you know, I, I think no, I don't. I sometimes get frustrated uh, when a lot of my when I can't work on specific deals because I'm dealing with a lot of uh, or I'm uh, my my time is pulled from working on certain deals because I'm in the management role right. of people too much. But mm -hmm. we're, again, that's the growing pains. We're trying to figure out how we divide and conquer and and properly, properly split those uh, responsibilities. Mm -hmm. So we talked about, you know, confrontation and working with people. I made the comment, people are messy um, and that there are hurdles. And I think that we're actually like, talking about growing pains and what we're in right now, we're actually, I mean, I don't want to say we're figuring it out as we go because we have enough knowledge and experience behind us, mm -hmm. but we're trying new things. So in that way, totally, we are figuring out when it comes to like, okay, what is this market that no one, no one can predict exactly where the economy is going, but it's how you operate and succeed within the unknown, essentially. Yeah. And I think facing those hurdles and obstacles and changes and 
rapidly changing market right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Is, no you know, sort of how we um, set ourselves apart because I think the, you know, I think we're very knowledgeable. We know we're in the weeds every day. We know what's going on. Um, so I think really like taking our knowledge and using it uh, kind of helps us to help our clients, yeah. in my opinion. Um, but I think it's also a great segue to our personal lives because I think obviously we all face hurdles in life and, you know, life is rapidly changing and things are thrown at us. And, um, you know, no matter what the circumstances are, um, you know, I think being ready and having to, you know, I mean, we look, we look back like three years ago just with COVID and it's mm -hmm. like how we all had to adapt. And like, you know, those that adapted did was well. Co was COVID tough for you? I mean, I think COVID, I mean, no. Was COVID tough for me in in the big picture? No, yeah, right. no. I think COVID was tough for everyone. Yeah. I mean, okay. you know, yeah. I, I come from a very close family. Right. I was like waving to my mom, right. you know, from a distance. I remember that, yeah. You know, and like, not because I was nervous about myself, but like, hell, if I was going to give her COVID. Right. Um, so it was like worth it just to like wave or do a, you know, we did, we did holidays on Zoom. Right. Um, you know, but in, I mean, in the big picture, if that was the hardest thing we had to do was like a Thanksgiving yeah, dinner on right. Zoom, it's really not that bad. So what do you think in your life, what do you think your greatest hurdle? What's my biggest hurdle? Oof. Might have to come back to me on that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've been so lucky. I don't, I, I can't say I've had like a major, major hurdle. I've been pretty lucky. I mean, I've definitely had setbacks professionally, um, you know, relationship wise. Things have not always, you know, been, I, I mean, I've had breakups before. Have you ever, um, have you ever had your heart broken? Heartbroken? No, no. Okay. Um, but I've learned a lot from relationships right. and I think every relationship has taught me something and, you know, has got me to where I am. Um, but I think. Notice Tim's body language. He's crossing oh, his arms. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I think, I think every relationship yeah. wasn't necessarily no, my heart wasn't broken, right. but I definitely learned. Um, that's all we can do, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I think that's been helpful. Right. Um, you know, and I, but yeah, how about you? Your biggest my hurdle. My greatest hurdle? Um, my greatest hurdle. Um, so, um, uh, <laughs> this is interesting. So my friend Jim Seuss, who you know. Yeah. Um, so I had cancer in 2008. And Jim, Jimmy, and Steve, um, I was very fortunate when I had cancer that I had a lot of love and support, family and friends that really took care of me and rallied and, um, you know, went through chemo and it was a hellish year, year and a half. But Jim and Steve particularly are two that stand out every weekend uh, we didn't, I didn't have a place in the Hamptons then they would, they were out every weekend and I'd go and stay with them. They just kind of took care of me over the weekends. And, um, but I remember Jimmy saying to me that, well, cancer's your greatest, essentially your greatest hurdle that you've overcome in life. And I remember saying, no, it wasn't. Um, and I have to be careful with this, what I'm about to say, um, uh, what I said was it was my family and overcoming some family situations so that I could 
achieve and get to where I wanted to get to in life. Now, here's, I have to step back and say, I love my parents. They, my parents love me. The best thing my parents ever did for us, we all fuck up as parents and I'm sure I'll screw my kids up plenty. Um, But the best thing my parents ever did, no matter what, you know, if my mother was screaming too much sometimes or my father wasn't, you know, who I needed him to be in the moment, um, they always let us know that they loved us no matter what. And we felt that. And I'd say that is the greatest gift they gave me. And I, God willing, I'm giving that to my my t- children. But the hurdle would be um, that I grew up in a family where there was some, you know, there was fear and there were some troubles. And uh, certainly my brother Mark was struggling and that affected all of us. And... Um, so I'd say overcoming that and getting to where I wanted to get to in life rather than continuing on a, with a certain pattern or buying into this is just where we are and who 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 I'm going to be. So. Did having cancer impact like all of our earlier conversation and all the growth that you wanted in your professional business? Like did it impact – did you after – um, <laughs> I, I mean, did you have another out? Like, did you right? Like, you appreciate life because you yeah, know. or just say like, you know, yeah, this is the time to start the team, grow the business, take the uh, business to the next level. Like, no, ironically, like, when I had cancer, I had one of my best years ever. Right. Um, so that was, uh, you know, God just helping me out, I guess. Um, but um, it wasn't as no it. I think more people think that when you overcome something like that and you experience that or, you know, I had a very serious situation where I was almost killed and someone tried to kill me years later, um, that um, you think that you come out and that life is, uh, you appreciate life so much. And I, I definitely do, but then you fall back into old habits and you have to remind yourself and Count your blessings, essentially. Um, but I think post-COVID, people are still, I mean, obviously, we're not we're not that far out of COVID, but people definitely have a different, hopefully, a mindset of doing and saying yes. And Oh, that's interesting. You know, because I think after... <laughs> Rather, uh, yeah, go ahead. I mean, just after having to do nothing for... Right. Whatever, how long it was. Yeah. You know, I think it's like, no, you know what? I will go downtown to that party. That, right, right. Know, yeah. Five years ago, I was like, ah, eh, probably won't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. Yeah. Um, more open to what life's putting in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right to that. Secretly, I kind of loved COVID. Um, because Don and I always say that. It's Except that we both put on like 15 pounds. Uh, well, yeah. I think just the... It was, it's been the slowest, in a good way, it's been the slowest part of our relationship because we didn't have anywhere to run to or, you know, we didn't have three things that we had to go to or, um, and I think we just spent a Saturday night together. Together. And actually had to enjoy yourself or or not make it through. (laughs) Clearly you made it through. But similarly, we used to, I never, I used to dream like, oh, I'll go home and have dinner with my kids. Not that I couldn't have chosen that, but they're always running and going and other options. Yeah. And for months to only have Kirk cook dinner 
every night and you know he was working too but to have um just dinner the four of us was amazing mm-hmm. amazing so and you yeah, say the same thing in business too like sometimes when we go through slow periods you're like enjoy it because it's going to get busy again yep. you know and that's how it was this summer we yeah, were saying that yeah yeah but now we were we're like all right it's time <laughs> to get busy like, again <laughs> yeah okay let's get busy yeah. again which um yeah, the summer was that way. And I think that was the whole world. More people were traveling and yeah. going away this summer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, rather than, listen, you can always panic and worry, but you're going to end up in the same place whether you do that or not. I agree. So um, so just enjoy. We were enjoying the time and enjoying the summer. Um, yeah. So it's 2022 Yom Kippur. Yeah. Where, not next year, where do you, where do you see your business in five years? Oh. Um, Not really from a number standpoint, more from a, what does the team look like? um, Or are you an individual agent? (laughs) No, I'm in Hawaii and you're running the show. Um, I'm just collecting residuals. Uh, No, it's where we are now just uh, amplified and enhanced. So maybe I'd say a team of probably 15 feels right. Maybe 20. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, we do a lot of high end. So, and I like being involved in a lot of the deals. So it's not like I just want to farm it all off. Um, I like being involved in all the deals, but um, it's that continue just to have our systems in place and growth. And then of course we have number goals as well. Yeah. Um, And it's remarkable how quickly you can, again, that's the momentum and the compound effect, how we can get to those numbers Mm -hmm. and achieve those numbers. Um, so I'd say that's, that's where I'd see myself. And then on a personal note, um, my God, Lily will be 16 years old. Wow. And Scarlett will be 10 and I'll be of course 40 cause I'll be getting younger. <laughs> um, just, you know, healthy, happy relationship and family continued growth personally, um, more involved in certain charities and nonprofits that we're involved with and hopefully making a difference. What about you? Five years, business and personal. Um, business? I think I've always said, I, you know, I, I love the team camaraderie. I came from a corporate background, so I'm used to it. So I think I'll always be on a team. I love what we have. So I think figuring out where I am in this, um, you know, how we can grow more agents, maybe mentor newer agent, something like that, mm-hmm. um, and really build that out. Um, personally, I mean, our lives are about Don's changing shows, so he's going to the morning show, so that'll hopefully be going mm-hmm. strong. Yeah. Um, and who knows what that's going to do because, you know, I mean, we've been together six years and never <laughs> never had a night where, you know, he wasn't running off to work. Oh, so, that's true. You know, I think wow, that, that's going to be a whole shift in his schedule. Yeah, that's right. In our whole yeah. life, you know being able to go to a Broadway show and he doesn't have to leave before the curtain goes up. Right, Um, right, right, right. So, yeah, I think, you know, the next couple months are going to be a lot of change for us, but all good. And And um, your family growing? TBD. We'll see. Okay. (laughs) You know, I had to go there. You had to go there. Okay. Anyway. Um, Maybe maybe a couple more dogs. Ah, there you go. All right. Yeah. Um, All right. Anything else? Did we uh, cover it all today? Yeah, I think so. Growing I, mean, I think growth, yeah, I just think growth is, I mean, we could talk about it. I think the 
But at the end of the day, I really do think there are pain points that always come up. But I do think this team layout is much, it's just good for us. And I think yeah. it outweighs the, and that's where I try to always remind myself is like the days where it can be challenging or not fun. Yeah. Those are less than the fun days. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we're, so. we're very fortunate. We're yeah. really fortunate. Let's yeah. do some questions from okay. the audience. All right. Great. So um, there's some fun ones here, but first as a realtor, uh, do these rising rates, do they make you nervous? Um, Mortgage rates. Yeah, of course. Uh, do they make me nervous? Listen, we've talked about this. They're not at historically, they're not nearly at the high of where we were. I mean, rates were at one point at, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 percent. Um, however, compared to where we were six months ago, they've doubled. Yeah. Um, sure. They 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 affect buyers that are getting mortgages. It's much more expensive, obviously. Mm -hmm. But it also affects, listen, we have a lot of all cash buyers that don't take mortgages. But with rising rising rates, it affects the economy. So it affects them too. It's just an overall feel. And like we talked about this pause of where are things going? Mm -hmm. um, would you say the same thing? Yeah, I would. I mean, yeah. I think it has a direct relationship to what we're feeling right now in the market. And But I think people need to realize that these are the new rates. They're right. not going anywhere um, drastic, you know, I don't think we're going to see those two eights, two nines again. So Got it. These, yeah. these fives and sixes that we're seeing today, those are the new normal. That's right. Um, all okay, right. So wait, I have one. Oh, you Hold have one on. for me. Yes. <laughs> when are you getting married? <laughs> that's a stay tuned. That's another two. Yeah. That's another <laughs> TBD. <laughs> we got a lot of TBDs here. <laughs> stay tuned. I will tell you that Don and Tim had two of the greatest engagement parties I've ever been to. So yeah. maybe just that's good enough. Yeah, we can do that on another episode. There's okay. tons to talk about. Um, and Lisa Simonson. Stephen, are you single? Oh, Lisa, for you, baby, any day. <laughs> um, I love Lisa. We have grown to really understand and get each other. And she's um, a, colleague, a colleague of mine, besides being truly beautiful on the outside and the inside. We've really um, come to collaborate and discuss business and um, help each other in our growth. Certainly, she's helped me. And we did a great deal together last year that we co-listed, and it was a direct deal, and that was a funky deal, but we held it together. So, Great. All right. So I think that's a wrap on that's episode wrap. two. Um, thank you guys for checking in and putting up with us and watching us. Uh, we'll be working on a few more episodes. Let us know if there's a topic you think we should do. Check us out on Instagram. You can leave questions, comments there. Stephen Cohen, NY. And Tim P. Malone, NYC. And thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you on our next episode. Thanks. Thanks.